Hello, and welcome back to the Security Asia podcast. My name is Ron Efron, and today I'm once again back with my colleague, Abichai Seri, who is still based in Israel. Today, we will talk about the recent hacking of the Verkata system. Verkata is an up-and-coming cloud-based video and video management system. It's actually a really good system. We'll talk about that soon. And we think this is a very interesting story to talk about. We have been following it. So, Avichai, uh, welcome back to the show. And uh, how are you doing? Thank you. Good, good. Good to be on the show. Good to uh, bring up some uh, updates and good to learn from experience. It's been kind of shocking what's happening and uh, and we all should be aware of it and learn from it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to us because, you know, we here on the show and also in our company, uh, Blue Ocean Security, we are advocates of these newer technologies like cloud-based systems, not just uh, video, but also access control. And so obviously this is very interesting for us to be following. And we think uh, everybody in the industry should be aware of this. So where should we begin? Um, first of all, we believe that the Verkata product, as much as we've been exposed to it, is a good product personally. And I, and I, I would recommend it and definitely certain like, certain types of ap- applications. We have been working with it or playing around with it here in our offices in Asia. So we think it's a good product. We believe that the company has been handling it uh, well so far. Let's start with a story. Maybe give us a rundown of what happened there. So we all saw last week globally all over the world announcements where uh, Verkata cameras have been hacked. Basically, what we've learned is that uh, this hack was cross-board all Verkata cameras, meaning a hacker was able to gain access to live streams from every Verkata camera in the world. Cameras weren't the element that has been hacked, but the hackers took advantage of something that controls all the cameras broadly. Now, after uh, investigation by Verkata, immediately, of course, the response was immediately to uh, block any type of entries into these cameras, uh, but also to figure out where this uh, hacking came from. And what they figured out is that they had a centralized server for their IT purposes uh, regarding maintenance and setting up firmware updates or security updates even. And this main server was based on a technology called Jenkins, uh, where Jenkins is a well-known DevOps deployment style type of architecture. And uh, and we'll also have attached some uh, information about that, where the hacker gained access to the Jenkins server. And the Jenkins server itself, basically what it does, it deploys tasks on the end state, right? So the application is able to communicate with the cameras in their own layer and send them updates. It's sort of, let's say, a special permission layer for this uh, centralized server. So the hackers were able to gain access from this centralized server to be able to send the live stream footage into their servers and present them or hold them in any way that they want. So that's a little bit about the hacking method itself that happened here. Do we know how it happened? I mean, do we know how they gain access to that? Yeah. So on the really basic of it, there's um, hackers literally look for these kinds of centralized servers, right? So when I'm when when someone is trying to analyze how to penetrate another's network, always look for these key components and try and count on these components having low security levels or or maybe gaps in the security standard that they want. So for example. Let's say this Jenkins server, 
might have had another user existing on his credentials to access this server that is a user that hasn't been used by anyone, but it was a legacy type of user. So there's different situations that allow hackers to gain access. But if we're talking about more, let's say, complex or type of hacking that, that comes from uh, mainly from country level type of uh, cyber departments, they would find a, a vulnerability that could be in different layers if it's the infrastructure or if it's the operating system and really penetrate through that. So that's even more sophisticated. Is there any, do we have any indication? Because based on the um, feedback from Verkata so far, that doesn't seem to, we don't seem to know who is behind this. Yeah, so currently there's no, there's no, like they don't have a, a specific type of group that they are associating this hacking to. They're now working. So if we take a step to, to, the, to the theory around uh, cybersecurity, right? And um, we talked a lot about this during our webinars and casts and feel free to look on our website and, and see a little bit. Uh, the first phase is really to protect, right? So we analyze what are the resources that we have in the system, in our environment, and we try to protect them from being hacked. Once they've been hacked, you need to be able to detect it and contain it. So now Verkata is focusing on the, they've detected, and now they're focusing on containing it. And once they finish this whole uh, situation, they're going to build better prevention mechanisms, and they will do investigation regarding uh, this specific uh, method and, and what happened in detail. Do we understand what the damage is uh, based on Verkata's responses so far that hackers had access to the live camera feeds, but they didn't have any access to apparently any uh, sort of commercial data or, or other databases uh, that could uh, possibly bring on some more damage? So other than that live feed, there doesn't seem to be any other damage. So far. Meaning, so far, uh, yes, that we know of. That we know of. It's hard to really say that they figured out the extent of the damage here. What we understand right now is really the ability they took the live feed specifically. So it's not about uh, administrative users on Verkata's cloud platform. It's not about uh, billing information. It's They didn't get access to those, let's say, sensitive areas. Okay. What can we learn from this experience, if anything? Yeah, so I think that it's very interesting. The, the, the first step that we could learn right now is about how is Verkata dealing with such a situation? And I think they're taking it in a very professional point of view, especially when they, as, as, uh, as founders of this company, they came from the cyber, let's say, uh, business. This could happen to anyone, right? Let's not forget, we always need to be prepared to a situation uh, where we get hacked and we need to respond accordingly. So what they've done is they right away created different mechanisms to support their clients and to keep on building a, a stronger shield protection, basically, from these hackers. Basically, taking their human resources that are working now on product development and focusing them on security, uh, the ability to take third-party experts and bring them in to do a full fledged overview of their environment. And that's something that, that, that might be mandatory for companies like this cloud-based service providers, but there's the ability to do it even more, meaning taking several companies and, uh, and doing this kind of audit and, uh, and understanding the network environment. But wouldn't, uh, wouldn't there, excuse me, 
wouldn't yeah. there be a question about well why didn't this happen in advance no so so what i so what i'm saying here is that in advance there's a standard that needs to be maintained and that, that standard is maintained meaning when you're doing the risk assessment if we talk about uh, the protection elements that you create by identifying the resources in your network and building these protection mechanisms eventually in the end of the day the, the group of people that are responsible to this they said this is good enough now what exactly made this breach happen that's something they need to understand if it's something that no someone didn't maintain their standard or it's some time of some type of vulnerability that was existing in that setup that they felt comfortable with and based on that change on the app meaning the the cyber the cyber protection war let's say is a is a living nature um the the hackers are always looking for new ways to hack so you need to always adapt and change and be aware of of all of these threats and and i hope we'll hear from vercada sooner than later about how this happened basically and 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 who's responsible so in addition in addition to uh those experts that are now working on uh the systems to improve the the barriers from hackers there's also a lot of explanation that they need to do to to their clients right and then though the day uh i think part of their clients were prisons hospitals very uh sensitive uh let's say sites and they need to keep on sharing with the with their clients what's going on uh with their systems and how vulnerable it is right now and based on that they also created some kind of a weekly web and open webinars for customers where customers could log in and ask whatever they want about their uh situation as a security manager or security director if i have responsibility over uh my systems and i'm considering transitioning from a sort of a, a regular digital system to a cloud-based video system hearing this i'm obviously going to be a little bit concerned should i be concerned should i delay any possible transitions over to a cloud-based system because of this uh, risk is it too early to be considering uh, transitions or should we wait to the technology is more more mature right great question so i would say about this in a very simple way is that what happened here in this situation is not because of cloud-based technology it's mainly because of the way that they set up their architecture of the service that they provide and the architecture design itself the concept is right but the way they created the function meaning um the controlled server that's able to access all the cameras and send these jobs without any type of segmentation between the different resources of different clients that, that could have been something that they would might improve meaning just, to create so those, Sorry, I mean, just yeah. so we're on the same page. Th- that was for the purpose of like updating the um, firmware, for example, on the cameras, right? Yeah, updating firmware, or if you need any remote, like uh, send commands remotely, mainly for upgrade purposes. Yeah. Okay, so that's important to understand. So it's not the fact that is a cloud-based systems because how how they had that part of their system was structured. Right. For example, if we take a, a VMS type of setup on premise. that could also be something that that has the same risk meaning if we didn't set up the server in the right setup based on the vendor's guidance then we have the same risk of getting hacked into our video system 
So that's important. So if I'm a security director and I have, let's say, 10 offices around Asia Pacific and I have some sort of centralized VMS system, and if that's not set up properly or not protected properly, that the same thing can happen. Exactly. Now, I just want to add here like uh, a little bit about what Verkata is going to do in the next three months. They call it the next 100 days, <laughs> very similar to the government uh, state of mind in the U.S. But uh, basically, uh, they, they want to be able to create more mechanisms to protect their systems, to be aware of what's going on. So I want to mention one thing that is the bug bounty pro- program. And this is something that we also talk about uh, during our webinars about the, the type of white hackers, right? So basically now they're going to launch a program where they incentivize any type of hacker to find vulnerabilities in their systems and share with them, and they will get money for any type of uh, penetration that they're able to do. So it also creates a little bit more of a awareness Incentive. to what they have in their system. Yeah. Look, uh, we've been following their communications, and uh, I agree with you. You know, this is a obviously a big blow for them, and uh, they may lose some business because of this. However, they seem to be doing the right things. They seem to be taking the right steps that will ultimately make them a stronger company. I personally believe that this should not deter people from thinking about using uh, cloud-based cameras. And uh, if you have if any listeners out there want to follow the story more carefully or more closely, they can go to the Verkata site. And um, there's a lot of communications there. And they've been pretty transparent about everything they're doing and what happened to them and everything. So uh, if you're interested in this type of development, we recommend going to that site and reading more about that. Yeah, and really try and take it as a case study for you guys. Imagine, imagine that you've been hacked right now. Imagine that this happened to you. And how would you manage it? And what the, what what would you set up to response in the right time? There's a lot to learn from this. Well, before we uh, sign off here, is there anything else you want to add? No, just stay tuned. Uh, we'll keep on posting and uh, sharing information about this. Okay. Well, thank you again and uh, stay safe. Okay, bye.